Hey everyone, Josh Case here, your online campus pastor here at Calvary Christian Center. Welcome to our podcast. May today's message bring healing, hope, and ultimately transformation. Hope you enjoy today's message. Well, if you're ready for the word, jump on your feet and give God a praise. <laughs> How many of you enjoyed this uh, series that we're in, the Calvary Road Trip? Well, welcome to Memphis, the birthplace of the blues. Now, the blues, of course, is an incredible genre of music, and it's linked to sadness and discouragement and depression. But how many of you know that we don't have to live our life with the blues, that we can overcome depression and discouragement? And, and I want to just say that if you'll persevere and you'll hang on, God will turn your mess into a miracle. I said, God will turn your test into a testimony. Come on. So I'm going to just teach today on overcoming the blues and overcoming depression and walking in the joy of the Lord. Make a little noise if you want to walk in the joy of the Lord today. I know that I do. All right. We're going to come from the book of Job chapter 1. And I just really feel like this is going to minister to people today. I've been praying over this all week long and felt such a witness this morning. But God is going to chase out discouragement and depression today. And I believe God's releasing joy in the house. Who's ready for it? Anybody ready for it? All right. Verse 1. There was a man in the land of Uz who came, whose name was Job. And that man was blameless and upright and one who feared God and shunned evil. In other words, he did all the right things. How many of you know sometimes you can do all the right things? And still have trouble. Any real people in the house today? Verse 7, And the Lord said to Satan, From where do you come? So Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro on the earth and walking back and forth on it. And the Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth, a blameless man, an upright man, one who fears God, shuns evil. So Satan answered the Lord and said, Does Job fear God for nothing? Have you not made a hedge around him, around his household, and around all that he has on every side? You bless the work of his hands. His possessions have increased in the land. But now, stretch out your hand and touch all that he has. He will surely curse you to your face. And the Lord said to Satan, Behold, all that he has is in your power. Only don't lay your hands on his person. So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord. Now there was a day when his sons and daughters were eating and drinking. They were drinking wine in their eldest brother's house. And a messenger came to Job and said, The oxen were plowing and the donkeys were feeding beside them when the Sabians raided and took them away. Indeed, they have killed the servants with the edge of the sword. And I alone have escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, another also came and said, The fire of God fell from heaven, burned up the sheep and the servants, and consumed them. And I alone have escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, another also came and said, The Chaldeans formed three bands, ready the camels, and took them away. Yes, and killed the servants with the edge of the sword. And I alone have escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, another came and said, Your sons and your daughters were eating and drinking. 
They were drinking wine at their elder brother's house. And suddenly a great wind from across the wilderness came and struck the four corners of the house. And it fell on the young people. And they were dead. And I alone have escaped to tell you. Then Job tore his robe and shaved his head and fell on the ground and worshiped. And he said, naked I came from my mother's womb and naked I shall return there. The Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And all this Job did. Job did not sin nor charge God with wrong. And then at the end of the book, tell somebody on your roll, my story isn't over. <sighs> Don't look at my kids the way they are right now. My story is not over. Don't, don't judge every situation in my life the way it is right now. My story's not over. And the Lord restored Job's losses when he prayed for his friends. Indeed, the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. <laughs> Do you think that maybe Job had the blues? Listen, man, Job had the blues, but he wasn't beaten by the blues. I want to teach for just a few minutes along these lines. Double for your trouble. How many of you want to see God give you double for your trouble? Just, all right. It's going to be, it's going to be real today. Slip up your hands. Father, we love you. We praise you. Nobody like Jesus. Have your way. God, I pray that you will encourage and strengthen those who are going through a season of depression or discouragement. God, let, let, let it be known that we believe that you are for us. And I pray you will release joy in this house today. Somebody give the Lord the ovation of the day. Come on. Tell everybody in your neighborhood it's double for your trouble. Double for your trouble. Bible theologians will tell us and historical records stand behind it and prove that Job is actually the oldest book in the Bible. The author, Job here, it was written even before Genesis was written. And when it comes to an example of someone who did not quit, who dealt with adversity and heartaches and trouble and battled the blues almost like nobody else that had ever lived, Job is premier. Job is a prince of perseverance. He's, a, he's an example of somebody who stuck with it. He's the hallmark of hanging on. And he hung on, y'all, even when his heart was crushed. Sometimes you have to worship beyond what you see. Sometimes you have to worship beyond what you feel. And Job's whole world crashed around him. And still he worshiped. Some of you in this room are fighting the blues because you got a hangnail and a few corns. Come on, somebody. But the reality of it all is this. It's mind-boggling to me to think that Job encountered all that he encountered and lost all that he lost, but somehow he was not swallowed up by depression. 
How many of you know that depression, if it has its way, it'll swallow you right up? He was not swallowed up by depression. He was not broken by the blues. And today, for the next few minutes, I want to give you a glimpse into Job's life. A man who, though at times he wavered, he was not perfect. But in the end, he did not give up. And he didn't allow the blues to win when it was all said and done. He got double for his trouble. How many of you can say in Jesus' name that after I get through this season, whatever it is, I'm coming out blessed. So I want to unpack this. If you're ready, somebody say, bring it on. Number one, I believe the reason that Job was able to make it was because he never lost his perception. Even when things happened in his life that he didn't understand, the Bible said in the 20th verse of chapter one that he arose and tore his robe and shaved his head and fell to the ground and worshiped. And he said, naked I came from my mother's womb and naked shall I return there. The Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord and all this Job did not sin nor charge God with wrong. Look at what the Bible says. He receives all of this horrific news. His heart is broken in a moment. And then the Bible declares that he fell down. And he worshiped the Lord. See, anybody can worship when everything's going good. Anybody can worship when you got plenty of money. Anybody can worship when your kids are all good and your marriage is strong. Things are going just like you want it to go. But then there are seasons when life becomes life and you can't explain why you're going through what you're going through and the devil will tell you in those moments that somehow God is not worthy. But I'm glad that I serve a God who is worthy beyond what I see. Oh, come on now. He's worthy beyond what I've heard. He's worthy beyond what my eyes are telling me. He's worthy beyond what circumstances say. Sometimes you got to worship the Lord in the midst of sickness. Sometimes you got to worship the Lord when everything seems to be lost. Sometimes you got to open up your mouth and say, God, I don't understand it. I don't know why I'm not further along. I don't know why it's not going the way I thought it would go, but it changes not the fact that you are still wonderful and worthy and able to move in my life. One of the most dangerous things that can happen in hard times is that our perception is polluted. One of the most dangerous things that can happen is when we lose our perception of who God is. What is perception? Perception is the ability to recognize and discern. Can you imagine how Job's heart must have been shattered into a million pieces. In a moment, he lost everything. He lost his children, his flocks, his herd, his health, his favor, and his fortune. But in losing that, somehow, 
he maintained his perception of who God was. In losing all that, his perception stayed crystal clear. He's in physical and financial ruin. It seems as bad as it could possibly get. At one point, he's so physically afflicted with oozing boils and sores on his body that he takes broken pottery and tries to give himself some relief by scratching at the boils and the and the and the and the and the, and the, the affliction that had that had come against his body. I wonder what I would have done in that moment. I wonder what I would have done in that season. I wonder if I would have thrown in the towel and given up. I wonder what you would have done. Would we have quit? Would we have turned our back on God? Would we have said because we're facing this, God must not really be who we thought he was and he can't really do what he thought, what we thought he could do? Would we have quit on God? Somehow here is a man who has fought the most impossible battles imaginable, but he did not lose his perception of God. This is powerful because the first thing that he did when he heard all this, he fell down, verse 20 said, and he worshiped the Lord. This is powerful because he worshiped. He was wounded, but he worshiped. He was in warfare, but he worshiped. He was hurting, but he worshiped. Times were hard, but he worshiped. There are some who will tell you you will never have issues now that you're serving God. There are some who will tell you that you will never have problems or predicaments or encounter circumstances that you don't understand. There are those that will stand up and teach and preach and it's not true. They'll tell you that you'll never have an issue, that you'll everything will go just the way you want it to go, but there will be time when the rain will fall on the just and the unjust. There will be times when you don't understand why you're going through what you're going through. There will be times when you will have to face situations. You say, well, I don't know about that apostle. Well, you better ask Paul on, or ask John on Patmos. You better ask Paul in prison. There are times when things happen, but Job understood that even though things are not going exactly how I would like for them to go, he is is still worthy of my worship. He is still worthy of my praise. See, see the truth of the matter is the devil is after your worship. The devil wants your worship, brothers and sisters. There are times when you go through things you don't understand and in going through these things the only way you survive is to hold on to your worship. The only way you will make it is to hold on to your worship. Some Somebody needs to hear me this morning. The only in the presence of God is their fullness of joy. Only in God's presence can there ultimately be victory over your trial. Only in God's presence is there healing, wholeness, salvation, and cleansing, deliverance, and joy, and hope. Oh, only in God's presence is there peace. So you got to learn to worship him right in the middle of hell. You got to learn to worship him in a hospital. You got to learn to worship him at the funeral home. You got to learn to worship him when the kids are going crazy and you're at court with them. You got to learn to worship him when things are not going the way that you thought they would go because even though things are not perfect, you serve an all-sufficient God who is still worthy of your worship. (sighs) 
If the enemy wants to rob you of anything, he wants to rob you of your worship. If he snatches out your praise, dries up your worship, he knows he's got you exactly where he wants you. But I am here today, after all these years, I lost friends, I lost opportunities, I lost money here and there. Come on, somebody. I lost some stuff, but I'll tell you this, I never lost my praise. I never lost my worship. And there's some things I made it through, honey, that the devil thought for sure would absolutely be the end of me, but I still knew how to say, God, I don't understand it, but I perceive that you are worthy. God, I may not like it, but I perceive that you are worthy. God, I wish things were happening faster, but I perceive that you are worthy. And in that moment, hallelujah, when I worshiped him, suddenly I realized that it may be hard, but I am gonna make it. <laughs> oh. Whew. Hear me today. Some of you stand on the precipice of giving up. Some of you are looking over and you have felt like giving up and the blues are trying to consume you and depression is trying to overwhelm you. But my word to you this morning is this here and online around the world. Don't lose your perception of who God is. Because your problem is not greater than your God. Job was able to worship because he didn't lose his perception of God. Here's something very powerful to me when I was studying this 31 times. In the book of Job, God is called by the name El Shaddai. And El Shaddai means more than enough. As bad as it was and as blue as he felt, Job testified he's still El Shaddai in my life. I may not have anything left, but he's still more than enough. And I have told you before, and I will tell you again, he's more than enough. I don't know what you're going through, but he's more than enough for your trial. He's more than enough for your lost child. He's more than enough for your struggle, your past, your sickness, or your issue. He's more than enough. And you've got to make up in your mind that you are going to stay with him and you're going to worship him because you know at the end of the day, he's the only one who is able... Paul writes Timothy from a cold, damp prison cell in 2 Timothy 1.12. And he said, for this reason, I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed, for I know in whom I have believed. And I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I've committed to him until that day. Somebody say that day. Yeah, that day is coming. That day is coming. I don't know who I'm talking to today, but that day is coming. That day in Jesus' name when your children will repent, that day is coming. That day is coming when the breakthrough comes, uh, that day is coming. That, that day is coming when healing will manifest, that day is coming. And here is the key. You've got to worship him this day on the way to that day. You've got to say, God, I'm going to give you glory because you are El Shaddai.
you can't worship him, it's because maybe, just maybe, you've lost your ability to perceive who he is. So Job never lost his perception. But then the second thing I want to show you, precious, is that Job never lost his perseverance. Job had the ability to take a licking and keep on ticking. Can I get a witness here? All oh, y'all ain't 12. I remember, how many of y'all remember the, the Timex watch? And they would say about the Timex watch, it could take a licking and keep on ticking. <laughs> Tell everybody in your neighborhood, I'm still ticking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, now watch this. Job never lost his perseverance. James 5, 11, the half-brother of Jesus said, Indeed, we count them blessed who endure. You have heard of the perseverance. Somebody say perseverance of Job and seen the end intended by the Lord. For the Lord is very compassionate and merciful through all the mess, through all the difficulty. Job somehow maintained his perseverance. And there are several definitions to Job's name, but one of the most poignant to me and powerful is this. Job, meaning the one who weeps and the one who cries. See, you can weep, but you still need to worship. Sometimes the blues are so intense, sometimes depression is so intense that it's hard not to throw in the towel, throw up your hands and just quit. And I want to tell you, it's okay to cry. We all cry. You can cry, but you can't quit. I said you can cry, but you can't quit. Job had every imaginable trial and tribulation that came against him. He was dealing with what in the natural seemed like impossible circumstances at one point Job summarizes his situation and he said in verse 20 my bone clings to my skin and my flesh and I have escaped by the skin of my teeth that's real talk Job said I'm hanging on by the skin of my teeth I'm just barely making it I'm just barely surviving I'm just barely hanging on Job is struggling y'all in the midst of what he was going through he had to persevere and press on and there are times when it's hard there are times when it's hard to trust there are, can I talk to real people there are times when it's difficult there are times when you're not seeing the things you want to see listen to Job's condition listen to what he goes through in Job 2.8 he took a potsherd to scrape his sword in Job 2.9 his wife says curse God and die thank you very much he had all that and a nagging wife can I get a witness in, in, in chapter 19 he said my brethren are far from me in, in chapter 19 he said my kinfolk had failed me and my familiar friends have forgotten me and then he said in Job 15 and 16 or, or 19, 15 and 16 my maids and my servants count me as a stranger people I used to depend on I can't depend on them anymore people I used to count on I can't you ever been there 
People I used to count on, I can't count on them anymore. Here's a very, here's a very strange thing to say. He said in, in verse 17, he said, my breath is strange to my wife. I'm trying to understand that and I feel like the Lord said that my wife found me unfamiliar. Even though she loved me and been close to me now, she doesn't even want to be around me because of my struggle. He said young children despise me. Those who love me in verse 19 of chapter 19 turned against me. I had fair weather friends I found out and then he finally said in the 20th verse he said you don't know how bad it is I'm hanging on by the skin of my teeth but in the midst of it all somehow Job persevered then let me ask you something today let me ask you a real question whoever said that it would be easy whoever said that you would not have to struggle sometimes whoever said that you wouldn't get your heart broken whoever said that you wouldn't have to endure a bad doctor's report whoever said that times your children would lose their way whoever said that we wouldn't have to fight for our nation whoever said that we wouldn't have to rise up in the last days nobody said it would be easy but I'm telling telling you this I have made up in my mind that I'm not quitting on God that I'm going to trust in God that I'm going to maintain my perseverance tell everybody in your neighborhood don't quit oh come on holler at him one more time and say don't quit the devil launched an all that attack against Job like nothing you can imagine Watch this, there are 19 references to Satan by name in the Old Testament. There are 30, 19 references to Satan by name in the Old Testament. 14 are in the book of Job. He had to persevere. And he had some so-called friends. <laughs> so-called friends who came to, quote, encourage him and, quote, lift him up. Here's a side note for you. This is free. When you're wrestling emotionally, be very careful who you give the opportunity to speak into your life. What these friends actually did was kick him when he was down. Have you ever had friends, quote, who kicked you when you were down? He had a friend named Eliphaz. Eliphaz in the Hebrew, his name means refiner of pure gold. This man was the eldest of the three, it seems and was likely one of Job's oldest and dearest friends. And he basically tells Job in the fourth chapter of Job, whatever happened to you is only because there's sin in your life. But yet Job was blameless. Whatever happened to you, you had it coming. He rose in a religious spirit and told Job, you're only having these problems because you're no good. You're no good, you're no good, you're no good. But, oh yeah. It's because you're no good. 
And let me tell you something. Let me reiterate this fact. Be careful who you allow to speak into your life and who you receive instruction from when you're in a vulnerable place. Because the devil will always have people on assignment mm. who will come in to try their best. They don't even realize it. To, to inflict the, the blow that takes you completely out. But I'll be honest with you. I'm very careful about who I allow to speak in my life. I, I don't let just anybody speak over me. I don't just let anybody give me a word. Oh, help me, Lord. I'm going to go ahead and tell it. There was a lady when we came here in the early years. She just perpetually tried to discourage me. I need to tell you this. I have a word for you. And finally, I got absolutely filled up to overflowing with it. I got a long fuse. But when it finally blows, it ain't pretty. Come on. Can I get a wit? Anybody like that? I'm, 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 listen. I run out all at once. And I had been kind to this woman. And I, I had preached three services. And I'm walking out. And she comes to the back door. And she said, can I talk to you? I want to give you a word. Can I give you a word? I said, no, you cannot. I looked her dead in the eye and I said, every time you speak to me, I get discouraged. Every time you speak to me, I feel like giving up. Every time you speak to me, I feel like quitting. And I said, so don't give me any more words like that. I don't want to hear nothing you got to say. Oh, that's too much for y'all. See, you got to be careful who you let speak over your life. You remember when, when uh, John and, and Peter are going into to, uh, the gate, beautiful, and they're going into the temple? And, and, and the, the, the lame man is there, and he thinks he's going to get some money. And, and Peter said, silver and gold, have I none? But such as I have give I unto you, I ain't going to let everybody lay hands on me. I ain't going to let everybody speak to me. You know why? Because I may not want their such. I'm not going to let a demon-possessed person lay hands on me or speak to me. I'm not going to, I'm not taking advice from a pervert. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. I ain't letting somebody who can't tell their own marriage together tell me how to hold my marriage together. I ain't letting nobody who ain't never raised kids tell me how to raise my kids. I wish I could find somebody to preach to. I love you. Be careful who you allow to speak into your life. Ezekiel twenty two twenty eight 28 says, they'll say, thus saith the Lord God, when the Lord has not spoken. I've learned to make sure that if somebody speaks over me and they're representing God, that the Lord has truly spoken to them about my situation. Now, Eliphaz's name means refiner of pure gold, and the devil thought that he would use Eliphaz as a tool to defeat Job. But when it was all said and done, all that happened was that Job came through on the other side like pure gold. And I don't know who I'm talking to today. I don't know who I'm preaching to today, but somebody better know that when you get through this season, you're going to be better. When you get through this season, you're coming through like gold, and the trial is is only preparing you. 
God's refining you. There's a purpose in the pain and the process. The next friend is Bildad. Bildad's name, you ready for this? Means confusing love. Have you ever dealt with confusing love? This friend was supposed to be one who loved and cherished Job. But in the eighth chapter, second verse, he tells him, Job, you're just full of hot air. And the words in your mouth are a strong wind. And not only did he echo the sentiments of Eliphaz, he also cut Job to the bone when he said, your kids died because they deserved it. They had it coming and good riddance. And if that's not confusing love, I don't know what is. One of the things you're going to have to guard in your life is confusing love. Have you ever dealt with confusing love? People who say they love you, but still they hurt you. Oh, let me talk to you. People who say they're behind you, but still they wound you. She said she loved you, but she still had an affair. He said he loved you, but he still slept around. They said they loved you, but they still manipulated you. That father said he loved you, but he still did you wrong and didn't show up. There are times when you deal with confusing love. There are times when people say one thing and do another. If you live long enough, if you live long enough, you're going to have a season when people say one thing but actually exhibit another thing and you're going to have to learn to survive confusing love. You said you love me but you still hurt me. I'm only telling you this because I love you. Come on somebody. A confusing love can bring about depression and the blues and a confusing love is no love at all. I'm at a point in my life where I want clear love. I'm at a point in my life where I want real love. And I want you to stop right here. I hear your Holy Spirit. The Lord said, why don't you have people praise me right now for all the folks I've put in their life that have loved them genuinely. Hallelujah. Tell somebody in your neighborhood, say, I'm not saying I hadn't dealt with confusing love. Tell somebody, I'm not saying that. But I can give God praise that he put some people in my life who love me beyond my problems, who love me beyond my attitude, who love me beyond my failures. <laughs> Young lady, you got to guard against confusing love. I've come to tell you that virgin is not a dirty word. Oh, I'm going to preach. I'm going to jump back on my notes in just a minute. But young lady, I'm telling you, a guy will tell you whatever he wants you to hear if he thinks he can get what he wants. I'm talking to somebody like a daddy now. I've told you before, if all that joker cares about is breast, legs, and thighs, don't take that joker home. Send him to Kentucky Fried Chicken. Can I get a witness? Send that joker to Popeye's. <laughs> confusing love. He dealt with confusing love. Someone who said they loved him, but when it came right down to it, 
They didn't. You know, you know how you can tell when love is real? Romans 13, 10 says, love does no harm. If somebody truly loves you, they don't want to harm you. Now, the third friend was Zophar. You ready for this? Zophar's name means the chirper. Somebody say chirp. Now, this fella had the spirit of a chirper. Chirp, 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 chirp. Always wanted to chirp his two cents. Chirp, chirp his opinion. Chirp how he felt. Chirp, chirp, chirp. He accused Job harshly of self-righteousness and said, not only do you deserve what you got and all the trouble you've been through, you got more coming and you deserve it. Anyone who knows to walk in victory will have to overcome the chirpers. Chirp, chirp. Your child will never be saved. Chirp, chirp. You can't get the job. Chirp, chirp. You can't get the degree. Chirp, chirp. You can't get over your past. Chirp, chirp. You got too many issues. Chirp, chirp. Don't try it. Chirp. Chirp, you can't do it, but I'm telling you, don't let a chirper make you berserk. Don't let a chirper rob you of what God said. How many of you can say, Apostle, I've dealt with some chirpers. If you've dealt with some chirpers, make a little noise in the room. You're going to have to learn to persevere in the midst of people telling you you can't. I remember when I finally gave my heart to Jesus when I got saved. And I'm not saying I was perfect from the moment I got saved, but I started on a journey and I said, I want to say goodbye to my old life. And there were deacons and leaders in my, in my daddy's church who did not believe in me, did not believe that anything good could come out of my life because I had struggled so much up until I was about 20 years old. And I remember one deacon's wife pulled me off to the side and said, listen, Jim, you'll never be able to do anything big. You'll never be able to accomplish anything great. It's just not in you, but he chirp, 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 chirp church you just can't do it you've got too many issues you've got too many proclivities you've got too many problems you'll never be able to chirp 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 church she said if you can just be saved if you can just somehow live for Jesus that'll be enough but I got to say something to you my dear sister who chirped against my purpose and chirped against my destiny I don't hate you and I ain't mad about it but I can stand here today and I can say God will raise you up and use you beyond what people think I need somebody right now who's not going to let a chirper determine your future. Give God a praise. Good God, I need somebody right now who understands that we don't allow chirpers to formulate our future. Give God a praise that a chirper doesn't have the last word. You know what Job said here? Job looked and he said these words in 42.7 For you have not spoken to me what is right. Sometimes you have to look at somebody who said your children ain't going to make it and your marriage won't survive and you'll never be any better off than you are right now. And God can't use you, chirp. 
They're chirping against your blessing. They're chirping against your family. They're chirping against your future. They're chirping against your financial situation. You need to take a deep breath and smile from ear to ear and say, you have not spoken to me what is right. The Lord is still on my side. Don't give people the power to rob you of your victory, purpose, and destiny. Finally, number three, Job never lost his perspective. What's that mean? Perspective is the way you view situations, people, and circumstances. You got to see things in the right way. You got to see seasons in the right way. Through it all, Job believed that he served the God who loved him. And when he wavered, he always came back. And I'm not going to say, y'all, that I have not wavered, but I've always found my way back. Is there anybody that would that I could talk to today that could say, how about it over here, Apostle? I've wavered, but I've always found my way back. If you always found your way back, you ought to give God praise. The truth is, some of y'all, based on what you've been through and the hell that you fought in your life, you shouldn't even be here this morning. Based on how you started, you shouldn't even be here this morning. Maybe you wavered, but here I am, and I'm a testimony that God, His plan is still in place in my life. See, even during his darkest time, Job stood in the face of adversity and pursued God. Church, don't lose your perspective. Don't look at things the wrong way. Job saw beyond where he was. By faith, he saw a better day. He said, for I know. Tell your neighbor, I know. I know that my Redeemer lives. I know he lives. I'm going through hell, but I know he lives. I don't understand why I've got this report, but I know he lives. I don't understand why it's so hard, but I know he lives and he shall stand in the last day on the earth. I was up early praying, and this just got in my spirit. He said, and after the skin worms destroy my flesh, one translation said, after my skin worms destroy my flesh, this I know, that in this same flesh, I shall see God. The Lord spoke to me and he said, some people don't understand that I'm using the problem to destroy their flesh. I'm using the problem to destroy that pride. I'm using the problem to destroy that pride. I'm using the problem to destroy that attitude. I'm telling you, if you'll persevere when it's all said and done, the only thing that'll die is the flesh. Hallelujah. How many of you are ready to see Jesus when this thing is all over? Hallelujah. 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 When it's all said and done, all that's died is my flesh. All that's died is that selfish nature. All that's died is that desire for applause and stages. God used it all. He didn't waste anything. So somehow, he kept his hope. See, hope in God will chase away the blues. 
when I still got hope. I don't understand it, but I still got hope. All hell's breaking loose, but I still got hope. Things are not the way I thought they would be, but I still got hope. The reason I got hope is even though all my children ain't saved, at least I got one of them that's born again. And if I got one born again, I got hope that God will bring the rest of them in. I tell you what I am today, I'm not a dope dealer, I'm a hope dealer. Can I get a witness in this room? <sighs> now, in the natural, he's at rock bottom. But Job said in the 32nd verse, for he is not a man as I am, that I may answer him and that we should go to court together. Nor is there a mediator. One translation says a daysman that can get between us, who may lay his hand on both of us. He said, I need a mediator. Oh, Jesus. I need an intercessor. I need somebody that can tell God how I feel and tell me what God's perspective is. And I believe that mediator is coming. Somehow Job had a pre, uh, a glimpse, a pre-Old Testament, a pre-New Testament glimpse of Jesus because Jesus is the mediator between God and man. He's the daysman. He stands between you and me. And he puts his hand on God and he puts his hand on you and he connects us together. I'm telling you today, you're not in this fight by yourself. You're not in this situation alone. Somebody give God praise if you're glad I got, you got a mediator. Job said, oh, that I, that I knew where I might find him, that I might come to his seat. I don't know about you today, but I came to his seat and I'm glad his seat was a mercy seat. I'm glad his seat was a judgment seat, was not a judgment seat, it was a mercy seat. If you found your way to Jesus, open up your mouth and give God a praise. Hallelujah. Tell somebody in your neighborhood I'm coming through. Yeah, yeah, it may not look like it, but I'm coming through. It may not feel like it, but I'm coming through this thing. It may look crazy right now, but I'm coming through this. I'm coming through this season. I'm coming through this problem. I'm coming through this predicament. I'm coming through this issue. I'm coming through. And the Bible said, that Job persevered, that he didn't give up, and the Lord restored Job's losses when he prayed for his friends. Indeed, the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. Tell your neighbor I'm coming through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when I come through this, God's blessing will be on my life. When I come through this, God's favor is gonna be on my life. Get somebody by the hand. I know this is a little bit churchy, but tell your neighbor, say neighbor, I hadn't been through what I've been through. I hadn't fought what I fought to come out the same. 
When I come through this, I'm coming out better. When I come through this, I'm coming out with a new oil. When I come through this, I'm coming out with new power. When I come through this, tell everybody I'm coming through. I'm coming through. Get out the way, I'm coming through. Fear, get out the way, I'm coming through. Doubt, get out the way, I'm coming through. I'm coming through. I've been through this to stay the same. I'm coming through. One, two, three, give God a shout of praise. Hallelujah. 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 Can I go just one more step? Can I say just one more thing? Then I'll try to take my seat. But can I say just one more thing? Do you remember at the beginning of the text, the devil had to ask permission before he could bother with Job. I said the devil, Holy Ghost, had to ask permission before he could bother with Job. And God said, I'm gonna allow it. But the only reason God allowed it is because he knew that promotion was on the other side of it. And I need to tell somebody right now who it seems like the devil has been touching and the devil has been stealing and the devil has been fighting. There's promotion on the other side of this thing. Last time I'm gonna let you talk to your neighbor, say, hey neighbor, I need 30 seconds to give God praise for every time the enemy came against me because there's promotion on the other side of it. Yes! Yes! Double for your trouble. I know this is a lot, but if somebody wants to get out in the aisle and praise it, praise it right now. If somebody wants to dance, dance right now. If somebody wants to jump, jump right now. Double for your trouble. I speak over your young person. Double for your trouble. I speak over your broken heart. Double for your trouble. I speak over your young preacher. Double for your trouble. I preach over every minister. I speak over every minister. Double for your trouble. Somebody give God a praise. Somebody stepping out into it right now. Somebody, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Joey. I need somebody to get. If you don't mind dancing, are you ready? Get up out of your chair and dance before the Lord is. 
noise is too much. But the Bible said that David danced before the Lord with all his might. How do you think Job must have acted when he looked around and God had restored him? Are you ready? One, two, one, two, three. I don't do it unless I sense it in my spirit. But I feel like I heard the Lord say there's 40 people in this room. If you will get out of your seat and you will dance before the Lord, you're going to dance right out of your struggle and right into breakthrough. God, you are so close to a miracle. So if I'm talking to you right now, you need to dance in your dilemma. You need to dance in your questions. You need to dance in your problems. Are you ready, my dad?
breaking through right now. Somebody's breaking through right now. Somebody's breaking through right now. Somebody's breaking through right now. Tell everybody in your neighborhood, I'm still here. Yeah, 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 yeah. In spite of what I've been through, I'm still here. In spite of the attack, I'm still here. In spite of the confusion, I'm still here. In spite of the bad news, I'm still here. In spite of the struggle, I'm still here. In spite of the confusion, love. In spite of the people that let me down. In spite of the man that broke my heart or the woman that did me wrong, I'm, I'm still here. In spite of the chirpers and the haters and the people that don't believe in me, I'm still here. Feel a little bit of worship in the room. Somebody just fall down and worship the Lord. I'm not saying you got to fall, but I'm saying you ought to worship. Somebody raise up your hands and worship the Lord. Lord, I don't understand everything, but I'm still going to worship you. Hallelujah. Come on, open your mouth and worship the Lord. John, just sing what you feel, son. Somebody worship the Lord. Worship the Lord. So I throw up my hands, praise you again and again. Cause all that I have is a hallelujah. It's not much. I'm nothing else fit for a king except for a heart singing hallelujah, hallelujah. I throw up my head, praise you again and again. Cause all that I have is a Don't you get shy on me, lift up your soul. Cause you've got a lion inside those lungs. Get up and praise the Lord. Come on, my soul. Don't you get shy on me, lift up your soul. Cause you've got a lion inside of those lungs. Get up and praise the Lord. 
y'all. I'm going on a few extra minutes today. How many of you are available for this time? Slip up your hands. My God, how great.
So somebody just slip up your hands before the Lord. I renounce every word that's been spoken over you, every word curse. I take authority over it right now. Every word curse against your family, against your dream, against the promises of God. Every chirper that has spoken to you publicly and privately. I take authority over it right now. Come on, just hold up your hands. Hallelujah. And I release peace and victory. Hold up your hands. I declare that even the season that you've been in, God is refining you. And all that's dying is the flesh. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All that's dying is the flesh. But now somebody raise up your hands. Come on, let me speak it over you. For anyone in this room who is dealt with or who, who is dealing with confusing love. Devil, I bind you. You who are making people feel unloved and unnecessary. I take authority over you, Satan. And I declare that God loved us so much that he sent his son. And that Jesus would rather go to hell for us and defeat the devil than go to heaven without us. Hallelujah. So hold, come on, I, I know I've got you raising your hands, but I'm going to lift something off of you right now. I lift depression off of you right now by faith. I lift discouragement off of you in the blues and the hopelessness. I lift it off of you right now. And I declare that even if it's not perfect, you will worship your way into winning. Hallelujah. And I thank you for it, Lord. Now, if you're glad that it ain't been perfect, but you're still here and God's working it out, give the Lord a praise right now. Oh, whatever you think he's doing for you, however you think he's using it, let your praise rise to that level. Come on, let your praise rise. I'm thanking you, Lord. So, so I'm about done. Nobody rush out and I'm going to dismiss you. From my heart, I want to say this. If, if, if you are in a fight right now, if, you've, if this message, who, who did, this, did this message resonate in anybody's heart? I know thousands will watch it online. It's important now that you make up in your mind that you're going to take time with the Lord through the day, that you're going to worship, that you're going to find your way to his house as much as you can that you're going to be discipled, that you're going to go through growth track, that you're going to get in small groups, that you're going to do things that feed your faith. And I declare that even this week, ah, I hear you, Holy Spirit. Even this week, God's going to turn some things around. Well, if you're believing for double, when I count to three, give the Lord the greatest. It's all for him, not for me. When I count to three, you give the Lord the greatest praise of the day. Are you ready? Can you do it? Can you do it? All right, one, two, three, praise him right now. Hallelujah. 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 So as the spiritual father of this house, I speak the favor and blessings of the Lord over you as you go. And you by live stream, that favor comes upon you and overtakes you. Tell everybody in your neighborhood, double for your trouble. 
God bless you. If you're visiting, stop in the back. I want to shake your hand if you're my guest. Love you so much. Thank you for joining us for today's message. You can continue to be part of all that God is doing here at Calvary Christian Center. You can text to give at 386-866-3060, or you can visit calvaryfl.com give. We would love for you to subscribe to our podcast and also to share this podcast with your community, your family, and your friends. You can also stay connected by following us on social media at Calvary FL and by subscribing to our YouTube channel. Again, thank you for joining us.